Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him Record with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that guy. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% and he's spitting fire in Mike. Got him out the dryer. He's hot. Found him in Fort Minor with top. But a f***ing nihilist porcupine. He's a He's a fit type. Women want to be with him. Rappers hope he gets eight years in the making. Patiently waiting to blow. Now the record will Two breaking news stories in one day. This one a little more significant for Razorback fans. And it probably won't be shocking because there's been a lot of smoke around this becoming official. But the Ellis is now a member of the Razorback basketball family. L. Ellis, who's been in the portal since late March after declaring for the NBA draft, says, uh, first, I have to thank God for blessing me with the ability to play the game that I love. I assume that's basketball. Um, to Coach K, the staff, and my teammates, thank you for everything. This past year meant more to me than you could ever imagine. Card Nation, yada, yada. Um, goes on and... Uh, Anyway, he's entering the NBA draft, but uh, also coming to Arkansas. So I think Tremont Mark's in the same position. He has his name in the NBA draft, but... If he doesn't, then yeah. he will. Okay. I'm sure we'll they're see. both likely to re- come to Arkansas. You think so? Yeah. 41% shooter from uh, the floor, 17.7 points a game. What did he shoot from the three, do you know? 32%, uh, it says. Yeah. Okay, 81% from the line. Okay, we'll see. Fifth transfer from this class... With Battle from Temple, and you mentioned Mark from Houston, uh, Menafield from Washington, and Jeremiah Davenport from Cincinnati. Boy, I mean, jeesh. How tall is this dude? 6'3". Okay. Um, Wes, I know we play positionless basketball now, but Mm -hmm. that's a lot of guards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, well, that's good. Well, we found out over the weekend Barry Dunning is uh, entered the portal. Yep. So that's one guard that's leaving. Also Um, not shocking, You know, Devo's testing the NBA waters or the professional waters. He he, he might not return. Uh, you still haven't heard about, um, well, I mean, I guess Pinion and Ford say they want to come back, but mm-hmm. we don't know if they're coming back. Yeah, so, it's not always up to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, they can announce that they're coming back, that they want to come back, but... I, I guess with all these guards that they're how I many is this? Now, this is five players. This is their fifth yep. portal guy, mm-hmm. and four, four guards and four. one wing. Yeah, is the best way I can put it. They're restocking the the guard position, no doubt. Yeah, and then some. 
The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. A sweep for softball over UAB. A sweep for baseball over Tennessee. A good weekend for bats and balls on the hill. Arkansas handling Tennessee, and they overcame leadoff home runs by the Volunteers in both Friday and Saturday's games. Really good pitching from the youngsters. Good work, including Christian Fouch on Sunday. Well, I think it's it's huge, and he, he kind of showed us last week against Ole Miss that he's ready for this because they have a good lineup, tough place, and... You know, he just went out there and, and he went out there and pitched. He didn't get all, car- you know, carried away or worried about what was going on on the bases. And he knew we had the lead, and you know, he didn't need to worry about those runners. He just needed to attack the hitters, and that's what he did. Yeah, that was a pretty good situation, right? Comes in with what, second and third, mm-hmm. and gets the next three guys yeah. out. Pretty good. So yeah, coach told him, "Don't worry about those guys. Just get the get the guys coming up to the plate, and keeps the guys stranded too. So that's that's a double win." Uh, Football-wise, we talked about it over the weekend. Isaiah Satania, one of the big stories. A couple of nice catches for scores. Again, the format's a little weird. That's our question of the day. Would you like to see Arkansas go to a more traditional game-like format for the spring event, I'm going to call it, because it really isn't a game at all. Um, I mean, games, you, you compete against each other and you keep score. They competed, but they didn't keep score. So I wouldn't really call it a game. Anyway, Satania certainly going to be a factor for Arkansas at the receiver position. I mean, I feel like I'm a lot better player than I was last year. I mean, just the new schemes that we're drawing up and stuff, and they're throwing great passes and stuff. So, I mean, like I said uh, in my earlier interview, like, I just got to do the easy part. I just got to catch the ball. I mean, they're doing the hard part. Sometimes. He made it look pretty easy on a pretty couple pretty tough plays, too, though. Uh, excited about him for sure. Um, also mentioned uh, Razorback Baseball is hosting Central Arkansas tomorrow in Fayetteville. And the softball team is hosting tomorrow, I believe, Texas A&M Commerce? Yes. That they yep. just, we went to one game, though. I think it's just tomorrow, right? Yep. Okay. Let's bring in Bubble. Talk more about baseball now. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right, Bubba, welcome. How are you? What's going on, fellas? I got to be honest. I didn't really. I wouldn't say I didn't expect it, I, but I probably didn't. Uh, it's just nice to be talking to you after a sweep against anybody, certainly against a team like Tennessee. So, um, yeah, pretty good Monday, I would think. Pretty pretty good weekend for Arkansas. Yeah, I see what it's a great Monday. Anytime you get a sweep of Tennessee, it starts your week off great. And so, uh, I'm a little disappointed in you not not expecting the sweep though. Well, I, I mean, I never go in there thinking that. It was nice after watching the first two wins. You're always hopeful that uh, they can pull it off. But, it's, you know, keep winning series, it's a good thing. But, yeah, it was it was impressive. We're going to talk about some of the, the uh, things that Arkansas overcame to get there. Um, let me get this call in here real quick. Gary was holding on. If he's still there, Gary gave up. Sorry, Gary. Try you next time. Apologies. And uh, had Bubba scheduled there. So, um, all right, well, let's talk about Wagner. And we debated last week whether or not he would be in the lineup. And when he did not, uh, get announced as being available for the first game. And then Tennessee comes out and starts off with a leadoff homer and scored a couple runs early. I was like, uh-oh. And then Holland calms down, and uh, the offense picked up. Tennessee gave Arkansas a couple of gifts, and, well, that uh, started the sweep. Well, I mean, it didn't really get off to a great start. <laughs> it was really looking kind of doom and gloom uh, after the first inning. But I, I tell you what. We we took advantage of their mistakes all weekend, and it was it was really good to see. Every time they made an error, we we made it hurt. And you know, one thing that we really did that we were not really known for is stolen bases. I mean, we were what were we nine out of ten, I believe, on stolen bases. Um, our one time that we got thrown out was when Bolton overslid the base, <laughs> and I mean that's a, that should, that's an issue with Tennessee pitching. I tell you. Guys, they have an elite staff. Their their three starters are all three going to pitch in the big league. They've got great stuff. 
but they cannot hold a runner on. Their times are one four to one six to the plate, and boy, you got to be faster than that, or, or you're going to get stolen like crazy. So, and that was a, that was a, that was the difference in the game because every time we got on first, we were able to steal second, keep you know, stay out of the double play. Was that an emphasis last week before going in? Is that something you can prepare practice for? Oh, absolutely, Wes. We we know going in because we had the scouting report. But you would think, you know, you would think after we steal six or seven bases in a row, they might be like, okay, we might want to mix in a slide step, maybe speed up our delivery a little bit to the plate. And I'll tell you, that's what Drew Beam, the guy we faced yesterday, got their best numbers. Drew Beam, he's, he's got really good stuff. He started trying to speed his delivery up, and as a result, he started walking batters and leaving pitches up in the zone, and we were hitting hard. Um, so he was trying to make an adjustment, but, you know, they just they, they just didn't have an answer for us on the base pads. And, you know, to be honest with you, they're not the best. Defensively, they're, they're last in, in the SEC in, in fielding percentage, and it, it showed yeah. this weekend. Uh, they're not real good on the bases. And I think I think last year, you look at the team last year, they were good enough to not be able to to get away with not playing good fundamental baseball, I guess you could say. Um, I think there's a difference in DVH versus Tony Vitella, where DVH, there's an emphasis on the little things. All those little things add up. And then you see a Tony Vitella coach team, you know, they don't pay as much attention to the little things. They don't value the 90 feet. Just getting ninety feet closer to home, like like the Razorbacks do. They don't focus on the small things on defense, cutting balls off in the outfield, making a routine play. And like I said, they were good enough last year to overcome that. Tennessee was, but this year they're not. And if they don't start making the the adjustments and doing some of those little things, it's going to be a long year for Vitella and Tennessee. Yeah, speaking of adjusting, of course, without Wagner, Arkansas had to adjust as well. And was curious to see what uh, McLaughlin would do in the DH role this weekend and. Struggled on Friday and Saturday. Came up with a couple of hits yesterday, though, Bubba. And, again, you know, we think about some of the things they've overcome, still kind of working their way through. I didn't expect Bobby to pitch yesterday either. You definitely did not give me a heads up on that. But, I mean, shuffling the pitchers around a little bit, still trying to figure it out. No Tiger back yet. Um, you know, Hagen uh, Smith in a, in a different role. And then no Wagner on top of that. And they're still just rolling right along. It's pretty impressive. I mean, they've obviously got a really good collection of talent. And as coaches talked about, the young guys are stepping up and coming through when being pressed into action. Well, I think I think a lot of that goes back to DBH, and he just somehow, guys, it's amazing. If you look at our statistics in the SEC, we shouldn't be in first place. I mean, we, we really shouldn't, but we just find ways to win. McLaughlin yesterday hit a ball hard to left field. Left fielder made a really good play on it. Then he hit a triple to left center. You know, so he did a good job yesterday. I think he got better as the weekend went on. But mm-hmm. you got to remember. He's facing some elite arms. That their pitching staff. That's what's crazy about how Tennessee is struggling because their three starters, uh, they're they're three of the best arms you're going to see in the SEC. And then they've got uh, Chase Burns came out of the bullpen yesterday. He's he's as good as any of them, and he's been struggling. So you know it was it was a big test for our offense. But they did they did what they've done all year. They they got the pitch count up. Um, they took advantage of mistakes on Tennessee's defense, and they just found ways to score runs. And at the end of the day, you know, we got more runs than they do, and that's that's the goal. Yeah, McLaughlin had four out of seven. I didn't realize he was. Uh, I, I guess I missed the hit that he had on Friday. I didn't think he got a hit on Friday. So that was a yeah, pretty good performance from a guy that, like you said, was seeing elite pitching and also has not seen much of any pitching whatsoever this season. So uh, it's just it's amazing how deep this team has proven to be, especially mm-hmm. in the offensive side. I mean, mm-hmm. the pitching staff too, though. I mean, certainly with guys that were. Not real accustomed to seeing stepping up, and coach has seen good things and gives the guys additional opportunities. That's what we talked about with Fouch, and he comes through big time yesterday. I was disappointed, Bubba. I wanted Peyton Holt to get that shot to be the DH. I think he's a little spark plug, and so I was kind of I was kind of upset. And I think McLaughlin the first time you know he, he came up and had a strikeout or something, and I was like, see, should have put in Peyton Holt. And then I look <laughs> over the weekend, he's got a hit in every game and 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 did really well. And I'm like, God, that's how deep this team is. Peyton Holt can't even get in the lineup. Hey, I'm like you. He, he's a guy that I'd love to see get a chance. You know, when they brought a lefty and they pinch hit Hunter Grimes, and, and then DBH really likes Hunter Grimes. He's going to be a good player. 
down the road. He has good at bat, doesn't expand the zone a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like you. I love Tate Holt. There's something about his energy in the lineup. I, I love it. Um, and it does talk about how it just speaks to the depth. I mean, this team's so good. There's so much talent there. And I, I think Peyton might still get a shot down the road. We'll, we'll see. But I think uh, I think he's a guy, when he's in there, he just, at second base against UALR, he made some unbelievable plays against Euler. And, uh, and the ball just seemed to keep finding him. And he, he just kept making good plays. And he's just on the bases. He's, a, he's, a, he's just full of energy. Um I like guys that play like that. I like I like your your fast motor guys, and that's that's Peyton Holt. Yeah, sometimes in the dog days of summer, you know, you need a guy, that energy guy. Maybe he can provide that at some point. I uh, heard a great stat. I guess it was Friday night um, during the telecast that LSU. There's been 53 something like that. 53 total polls that have been out, you know, preseason, and there's like six different major polls and seven. New, I, I don't know this, the number, but every single poll, every single week, LSU has been ranked number one. If the SEC tournament started today, LSU would be a sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy how, how deep the SEC is? Yeah, I mean, that says it, that says it all right there, Wes. It, it's amazing. Um, and LSU is, they're, they're really good, but it just shows how good the league is. And you know, we go to Georgia this weekend, and Georgia's kind of scuffled at times, you know, but they beat the, uh, Friday night, they beat Florida, they took two out of three from Kentucky, so even though Georgia's been kind of struggling, they're kind of getting better right now, and it just goes to show you the the little things are so important. So we do a keys to the game, and all three games against Kentucky, my keys to the game were basically the team that does the little things will win this game because there's so much talent across the board. Everything is so equal. If you'll do the little things, you'll win. You know, and you look at Wednesday against UALR, we didn't do the little things, we got beat. You know, college baseball is good across the board right now. You know, nothing. I don't want to take anything away from Chris Curry and his team. Hey, they played a great game on Wednesday, but we played bad. We only made two errors, but we made five other mental errors that that should go down as errors. And so, you know, but when you go into a weekend series, anyone can win. And I don't know. It's uh, it's exciting. That's why SEC is the best baseball in the country. Bubba, are you expecting to have Tiger with you guys at uh, Georgia this weekend? Uh, with us as as if like pitching, yes, or just with us in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he traveled last time. Do you, you do it's I, Ole Miss. Do you traveled. expect him to play? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm being I'm, my bad, Justin. No, he. I don't. You're smart alecking the smart aleck, which I like, Bubba. That's fine. Yeah, How my bad. It? Hey, it was good to see you in the booth. Um, yeah. I didn't get to bone my bat, buddy. But, uh, didn't need it, but yeah, didn't need it. We're gonna save it for another day when we need it. <laughs> And I, I was talking I like to Phil it. about that. I, like I talked to Phil about that Saturday night. I'm not sure if that works for anything other than Italian players, too. Lanzilli's the one that benefited last time, so we'll have to see. But, um, yeah, when you when we need a big hit, I'll come up to the booth for the next home game. We'll work it out. Maybe for A&M. All right. That sounds good, deal. But uh, back to your question, yeah, I don't see him this weekend. I think uh, I think we'll probably see him the following weekend. He is throwing bullpens. He's, uh, he's looking good. So, you know, there's a uh, – there's a chance we'll see him pretty soon, so I'm excited about it. But hey, if you, you know who's throwing tomorrow night? No, I don't. For Razorback? Do you? Do you want to know? I do want to know. Well, I'm not sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be Cody Adcock, though. <laughs> um, what about Wagner? Is Wagner out this week, you think? Yeah. Yeah, he mm-hmm. probably won't play. Um, so, he's, uh Yeah. There's going to be more evaluation, sounds like, from what Wes was saying earlier. You read that? That's a point. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be, some, there's, there'll be some more stuff coming out about him. So, um, you know, the key is just to get him healthy and get him back, you know, in time for uh, when it really matters later in the season. What changed, Bubba? Because it went from, you know, 50-50 playing this weekend where he obviously didn't play, and then Coach Van Horn said after the game that he could be out three to four weeks, that they were going to go and get him to looked at by a hand specialist. Well, when, you, when you're dealing with a hand, there's so much pressure on a hand. When you go to swing a bat, there's so much pressure on your hand that, you know, if it's a little fracture, it could be the wrong kind of little fracture that, that could possibly get worse when you're swinging a bat. 
I mean, there's so many little little things that can go wrong in there. And so I think they just want to make sure they're doing the right thing with Jared and uh, not rushing him back. The next three weeks, I think Arkansas need to take advantage of because uh, they're catching a little bit of a break in the SEC schedule. They have one of the uh, hardest schedules. Arkansas has played one of the hardest schedules up to this point. But you get Georgia, who's you know towards the bottom of the East, then A and M, who's right there in the the middle, about a 500 SEC team, and then you get Mississippi State, who who struggled this year, and the, because it's tough, you know the the finish is South Carolina and Vanderbilt, two of the best teams in the East, so. Bubba, I think the next nine SEC games are very important for them if they want to try to win the West. Uh, you're right, Wes. It really is. This is, you know, it's a big weekend here. You know, A&M will be big at home the following week. But you know, once again, you got to be careful when it comes to a team like like Georgia. Um, I mean, they're they're good. Now, the one thing they've done is they've given up a ton of home runs. Their pitching staff's a lot of bunch of extra base hits. You know, so I think we're going there swinging the bat. I think we're going to score a lot of runs. If our pitching staff will come through this weekend, we got a good chance to go in there and win the series. Now, sweep, I don't know. I mean, they, they've got some good players. So, But I do. I think the next few weeks are really important for us to get those wins when you can because, you know, you finish up with South Carolina and Bandy. They're good. They're really good. And, you know, South Carolina, I think they lost, the, what, they lost two out of three to Bandy this weekend, but they were close games. And so... You know, they're kind of neck and neck right there. So you're right. And it's, it's 30 games. It doesn't matter when you get the win, but you got to, every time you get a chance to get one, you got to take advantage of it. So these next few weeks, hopefully we'll stack those, stack those wins up. Was there a moment this past weekend beating Tennessee that just uh, kind of validated what you thought of this team? Well, yeah. You know what? Chase Dolander. When, when we beat him on Saturday, you know, he's probably going to be the second pitcher taken in the draft this year behind Paul Skeens of LSU. The way we approached him was really impressive. And, and we just beat him. And I, I don't know. That's just, there's just something this team finds a way to get it done. And like I said, if you look on paper at our stats, we shouldn't be 29 and 7. <laughs> we shouldn't be 11 and 4 in the conference. But this team just has a toughness about it. And I, I say all the time that we take on uh, DVH's personality. I think the team really has taken on his personality. You know, we talk about the identity of the team. You know, what, what kind of team are we? Are we an offensive team? Do we rely on pitching? Do we rely on defense? I don't know yet with this team. I really don't know our identity. But I can say this team is tough. They're resilient. And they're trying a way to win. And and they went out and battled Chase Dolander, who has really, really good stuff. And they beat him on Saturday. And that shows me if we can beat him, we can do anything. And if you look on paper, Wes, we're facing Drew Beam on Sunday, who's been Tennessee's best pitcher. He'll pitch in the big league. Um, and we're we're throwing Ben Biden. <laughs> and that was if I'd known that, Justin, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, after Saturday night in our post game, we we assumed Cody Adcock would get to start. But I, I love what DBH did. He went with Ben Bybee and then straight from him to Dylan Carter. And Ben was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, three and a third, one hit, two runs. Uh, he really was pretty good. And um, if you with that matchup, Ben Bybee versus Drew Beam, I mean, definitely Tennessee has a has a has a, a huge advantage right there. But once again, they found a way to get it done. And man, that's what the good teams do. Bubba, um, Borfin did not have a particularly good finish to the series, but obviously hit that uh, huge shot home run. And, you know, when you got a handful of pitchers running up there, 95, I guess you get, get some pretty good exit velo. But um, I just watched in slow-mo this weekend of his swing. He has got the most beautifully fluid swing. That guy is, uh, he's almost, I was told Wes, he's like Iron Byron. It's, like he's, it's almost like he's a machine. The guy is such a good hitter right now. And, uh, again, didn't have a great Sunday, but, my goodness, he is, uh, he's a tough guy to get out. Let's just keep it real. Oh, he is. And you know what he does? He lays off of pitches early in the count, and he gets advantage counts. He gets into hitters' counts, and when he does, he's dangerous. I'll tell you, one of the most impressive swings he took was, was Friday night off of Seth Halverson. Halverson's another guy that's, you know, 96 to 98, and, uh, and he went up there. Jace went up there and got a first-pitch fastball up and in. I mean, just barely a strike up and in and crushed it to right field. Kind of cheated the fastball a little bit. 
But then at the same time, he could stay on a fastball down and away and drive it into the left field hog pin. So mm-hmm. he just, you're right, it's a beautiful swing. But more importantly, he's a smart hitter. He has a really good idea of what they're trying to do to him. Now, I did talk to him yesterday because he, he, he had the hat trick yesterday. And, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, he just couldn't see. He, he had a hard time seeing Chase Burns' slider. And he knew it was coming, and he just couldn't hit it. We were joking about, hey, sometimes you face a guy like that. Everyone else sees the slider, but you don't. For whatever reason, from that particular pitcher, you don't see it. And he took some ugly swings yesterday. But, you know, that's against an elite pitcher, and that's something you're not going to see very often is, is some of those swings that Jace took yesterday because, I mean, he's so good at the plate, and he really is a smart hitter and, and a patient hitter and just goes up there with a great approach. I'm curious, you know, I grew up with the, you know, you had the setup man, you had the middle reliever, a setup man, then then here comes your your closer, you know, for the uh, the setup man, the eighth, the closer, and the ninth, and well, this team obviously isn't doing that, and Dave Van Horn's not doing it. You've got, you know, Hagen Smith on uh, on a Friday night throwing three innings, Gage Wood on a Saturday throwing three innings, and, and then yesterday Dylan Carter comes in and throws four and two thirds out of the bullpen. What are the advantages and, and even the disadvantages of doing it this way? Well, I mean, the disadvantage is, guys, there's not like a set role. You don't have your Friday, Saturday, Sunday guy. You don't have your, your setup guy. One of the, the oldest cliches in baseball is, oh, we just take it one game at a time, one pitch at a time. But that is truly how DBH does it. He takes it he's starting Friday night. He takes it one pitch, one game, one inning at a time. And he goes from there. And he does what it takes to win Friday night. Then he worries about Saturday as soon as the game ends on Friday. And then he does the same thing going into Sunday. And it's working. It really is working. You know what's funny is Vitella, it's almost like Tony tried to do the same thing. He switched up his rotation. He took his Friday night guy, and his Friday night guy, Dolander, would have thrown Friday night had we not got a lead. Once we got the lead, Dolander packed his stuff up and went back to the dugout. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he was going to be the starter on Saturday. But he was going to do kind of what we do with Hunter Holland and Hagen Smith. Mm-hmm. It looked like to me, anyway, because Dolander was down there. He got up and started warming up, and then that was it. Once we got a lead, he sat down. And so, you know, it's, it's funny. You see all the memes with Tony Vitella and who's your daddy and all that. Mm-hmm. There's some funny stuff out there. You know that we probably don't even want to get into, but it's it's kind of funny. He's kind of mimicking what DVH is doing because it because it really does work, and I see more people maybe starting to do that. Just take it one game at a time. Hey, let's win the game in front of us, and then we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. And I and I love it. Did you get nervous at all in the ninth inning yesterday, top of the ninth, when they put out the trivia question about the number of times a Tony Vitello t- coach team at Tennessee's beaten Arkansas? <laughs> well, it did. It was a little premature. <laughs> um, I thought it was awesome, and I, I think I said on the air that's just pouring salt and in, telling in, uh, tell his wounds right there because you know he's in the dugout. He's looking straight at the scoreboard, so you know dang well he saw that. Um, but yeah, that uh, I thought it was a little premature. I would have felt a little better had they waited a little bit longer to, to put that up on the screen, but. You know, it all worked out. And i tell you what, how about Christian Fouts coming in? Dylan Carter gives up a couple of base hits. Uh, runners in second, third, nobody out. Christian Fouts comes in and just dominates with that 95, 96-mile-hour fastball and that dirty splitter. So, um, so yeah, but sorry, I got sidetracked there. But, yeah, Wes, I thought that was – I thought it was funny, but I was, I was a little – it was a little premature. I'm kind of superstitious. I thought it was funny. After the game, he was asked about that splitter and – he was a big fan of uh, the LSU pitcher, the Kaufman kid from years ago uh, from Colorado. Yeah. And that's why he throws the splitter, because of him. And that's why he wants it as his, uh, his off-speed pitch. And I was like, well, that's cool, because I can remember that guy tormenting Arkansas for, for years. But now a guy who looked up to him is pitching for Arkansas and, and has a dominant splitter. Yeah, and you know what's funny? There's a few other guys going to a Gage Wood for a splitter on, on Saturday. He threw it to their the four hole hitter Burke, and he had said he had said going in him and Parker Rowland talked about it, said look if we get ahead of him I want to try this splitter, and it's still a work in progress. Gage admitted he kind of he kind of laughed about it, but Gage is starting to throw it too. And you think about it, if you're throwing a 95 mile an hour fastball 
and then you can come back with an 82-mile-an-hour splitter that drops like that. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a great pitch combination. Then you mix a little slider in with that. That gives you three really good weapons. And I'm telling you, Christian Fowles could end up being the closer of the future for the Razorbacks because he's going to be really good. Bubba, I think you're pretty good. And uh, Johnson's Home Center is too. We appreciate them presenting your segment every week. We will catch up with you next week. And are you you going down to Georgia or not? Nope. I'm headed to Ardmore, Oklahoma mm. for a baseball tournament this weekend. So I'll be leaving Friday morning. But uh, I'll be listening to Phil. But I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate Johnson's Home Center. And I will talk to you guys next week. Go on. All right. Thanks, Bubba. Appreciate you. See good, you see, good seeing you this weekend. Thanks, bud. Yeah, good seeing you, buddy. Come see me anytime. I'll do it. I'm not going to see you in Ardmore this weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, Bubba, see thanks. All right, 11.36. Got to hit a timeout. Yep. How about Gage Wood saying, hey, if I get two strikes on their four-hole hitter in the SEC game on the weekend, you know, a big game on Saturday, I'm going to I'm gonna try this out. Yeah. Let me try out the splitter right here, okay? Must have some confidence, right? <laughs> it's a lot of confidence. Yeah, no doubt. 11.36, we're back after this. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is Sports Center. Arkansas baseball finished off a sweep of 16th ranked Tennessee on Sunday, winning 7-2. Arkansas is now 29-7 on the season and 11-4 in SEC play. They remain in first place in the SEC West. They'll face UCA tomorrow at 6. Then they'll go to Georgia for a three-game series starting on Thursday. Arkansas softball also got a sweep as they beat UAB in three straight games. They'll face Texas A&M Commerce tomorrow, then hit the road to play 16th ranked Kentucky for a three-game series starting on Friday. And in basketball news, Arkansas has landed another transfer, L. Ellis from Louisville announced his plans to attend Arkansas this morning. Ellis averaged 18 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists on 41% from the field and 32% from 3. He's the 5th transfer portal addition for Arkansas this offseason. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Roger Scott for Gravely Moors. Working hard once again, making sure my lawn is lush, weed-free, and beautiful. And by working hard, I mean, of course, I'm watching Bradley Owens mow it for me. Bradley, tell the good folks hello. Hey, everybody, how's hey, it stop going? stop right there, Bradley. I don't want you to stop what you're doing. What he didn't tell you is that you can take your very own Gravely Moor home today at 0% interest over 48 months. That's right, 0% interest on both residential and commercial mowers. Now, Bradley, tell them where they can go to get their very own Gravely Moor. Well, you go That's down. enough, my friend. I'll finish it for you at Dacus Rental in Searcy or Haynes Home Center in Moore. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. April is Financial Literacy Month. Interested in boosting your knowledge on finances, problem gaming, video gaming, and mental health? Then you're welcome to attend free classes at the Change of the Game Conference of Addiction and Mental Health. It's April 27th and 28th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Visit ARPGcouncil.org for details. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Justin Acre here, and I'm broadcasting live Wednesday morning from 7 to 9 at the VIP lot at Simmons Bank Arena for Regional Recycling's Electronic Recycling Event. Drop off your old electronics for free between 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. Wednesday and Thursday. For more information, go to recyclingunplugged.com. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. It's 11.40. We're going to do some game balls and jock straps from over the weekend in just a second. This segment brought to you in part by our friends at Oakland, And I'm going to have a uh, game ball going out to one of the performers at Oakland this weekend. One of the... Equine athletes. We'll talk about in just a second. If you're looking for some fun, Oakland's a spot. Oakland anywhere 
to wager on the races when you can't be there or Oakland Sports. If you want to get down on some baseball or hockey or NBA playoffs, that's all available as well. OaklandSports.com. Set up your app in the Apple App Store or in if you're an Android uh, user, they have an app for you as well. In fact, uh, something came up about Oakland Anywhere this weekend, and David Longinati told us that they are working on an Android app for Oakland Anywhere. But if you want to go online, you can do it too, bet.oakland.com. Wager on the races, get some information on handicapping, and you get points for every dollar you wager, even when you don't win. Got the hotel open, some great entertainment coming up soon. We talked to the GM, Wayne Smith, about that last week. And uh, all kinds of reasons to head down there. and looking forward to being back there soon at Oaklawn. Just a few weeks of the live racing season left. So take advantage while you can at Oaklawn. Game balls and jock straps are brought to you by a caddy's touch landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a caddy's touch landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today. Well, generally speaking, I will give a game ball to the Woo Pig weekend, other than the stupid rain coming in and pushing the softball start back into real close proximity to the start of baseball. It was pretty much perfect weekend. Softball won all three, baseball won all three, and no significant injuries out of the spring game, and a couple of good individual performances as well. So all good all the way around, and uh, I think tennis was in action too. It was a good, successful weekend for all the programs up on the hill this weekend. I was going to give a game ball to Clary Air. You were just talking about Oakland. I uh, I missed the race live. I, uh, I mean, I was at a restaurant. We were eating. And I was going to watch it. And we got in a conversation. I was like, oh, shoot, the race. And when I pulled up my Oakland app, it showed me how they finished. Clarier on top. Secret Oath second. And I'm a big fan. I think you are, too, of Secret Oath. I think she's an incredible horse. And I was disappointed because I, I kind of root for Secret Oath. I like Secret Oath. And so I watched the race. And just I'm watching it, I'm like, well, they messed up. There's no way Clarier's going to win this race. Secret Oath's got too big of a lead. Look at her. She's going. She's coming around the corner, and and she passed the horse in front of her. And, and you know, it's Secret Oath. She's got a good finish, and she did have a good finish. Man, Clarier, that race was, first of all, it was outstanding. I mean, to come down, the perfectly timed, to turn it on with Clarier, that jockey did it just perfectly. Hit that little extra gear, and Clarier just nipped her right at the finish line. But, man, it was, A, it was a great race, but... B, it was just a fantastic performance by the jockey and Clary Ayers. All right, I've got a couple more here. Um, I'm going to give a huge, huge, my biggest game ball of the week to the Central Arkansas softball team. They won their 12th straight game, knocking off Bellarmine 13-0 on Sunday. 31-8, 14-1 in conference play, and for the first time in school history, the Central Arkansas softball team is ranked in the top 25. Get out of here. Yep. Congratulations to the uh, the Bears. Twelve straight victories. Amazing. They've outscored teams 66-16 to 16 during that winning stretch. I did not know that they were ranked this week. Yep, just came out. That is awesome. Yep, pretty cool to see. And they're home tomorrow, doubleheader against Memphis. Or it's, uh, they're co- finishing a, a suspended game due to weather, and then they'll have the, the regular scheduled game against Memphis. And they have a huge series this weekend against the second-best team in the league, they play a doubleheader Saturday, and then they play an early start, I think 10.30 on Sunday, against Liberty in Liberty. Conway. Give me Liberty. No. Give me. I'd rather have death, but I'm going with the Bears. Yes. Congratulations to them for being ranked. I uh, mentioned it earlier, game ball. Grayson Wilson, quarterback from CAC. He is the first commitment for Arkansas in 2025. They got their quarterback for 2025. He committed before the spring game on uh, Saturday. Technically, I guess he would be a North Little Rock guy, right? Sure. We've been trying to figure out who's the last quarterback from Little Rock to start for the Razorbacks. It's been a long, long time. Maybe Houston Nut. Do we Grayson Wilson one day is a starter? Does that count? Uh yeah, I'll go with it. Okay. Sure. Central Arkansas guy. Or Little Rock. Metro a Metro guy. We'll go with that. So game ball to him. Um and Jay Sportsman. Game ball to him. Named Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week. 
Uh, he is uh, getting those honors after hitting four home runs in five games. He had uh, home runs against Little Rock on Tuesday Wednesday, then home runs against Tennessee Saturday, Friday and Saturday. That streak came to an end yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, still really good. National Player of the Week. Christian, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to give one to the NBA playoffs through one game in every series. It's been really fun so far. And uh, I'm going to give a game ball or yeah, a game ball also to NBA players with Arkansas ties so far in the playoffs. Bobby Portis had 21-8 in the first game. Austin Reeves had 23. Wake Monk had 31, I believe. Need to look that one up. But uh, 31. He went to Kentucky. Nobody cares. Still, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Are you? Watch it. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bridge too far. <laughs> but uh, Musselman wasn't here at the time. Yeah, Musselman would have been here. He'd have been there. Yeah, all the Arkansas players uh, play pretty well. All the ones that played. It's good. And I'm going to give a jock strap to injuries because, unfortunately, that's a storyline in the NBA already. But hopefully we'll get most of the guys back. Okay. Because Lakers Grizzlies could be really fun if John Morant is healthy. All right, I'm going to skip. Uh, I got a couple others, but I'm going to wait, and we'll just do them in the next segment. They don't have to be game balls or jock straps. Just kind of w- weird stories from over the weekend in the world of sports that I want to share with you guys. Entertainment brought to you by our friends at Bell and Sword up in Conway, and birthdays brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. I passed that sign twice on my trip. I got back too early on Sunday, though. They weren't open yet. Oh, man, it would have been so good. But I'm thinking about her, and we'll be up there soon. May 5th. May 5th. That's Cinco de Mayo to you and me. Let me get Gary in here, and then we'll hit our break, and we'll come back with a few other stories to round up the hour, and we'll get into some other items in the next hour. What's up, Gary? Hey, guys. I had an issue with watching the game this weekend. Um, I have YouTube TV like you, Mm -hmm. and we've got the Disney bundle, so we've got the ESPN app, and and I've always been able to watch games, but uh, SEC game, any SEC game, when when I clicked on it, it said no media allowed. And I could watch any other baseball game, any other sporting event on the ESPN app, but I couldn't get I couldn't get any uh, SEC game. I had trouble and with the, Well, I don't know, Gary. I had trouble with the, the Little Rock game the other day. I had to watch it on my phone. I could not get my TV to work out. And it, I've gotten Arkansas games on there before on the SEC Plus stuff, so I don't know if there's something going on or maybe I'm doing something wrong or maybe you are too, but I don't know. Well, I got the same thing on my phone too. I tried hmm. on my ESPN app on my phone and it said no media allowed. Hmm. Uh, and Wait. some other people posted that on Facebook and said, is anybody else getting this? And huh. uh, I didn't know if there was something I needed to purchase to watch SEC games. Or hmm. no. no. If you got ESPN Plus, no. you should have it. I yeah. got it. I was able yeah. to watch all, all the games on my phone this week is Saturday and Sunday. Of course, Friday was on <laughs> You know, regular SEC, TV, yeah. the SEC network. Uh, but Saturday and Sunday, I watched on my phone. Every now and then, I'll get uh, some strange message that says, not available in your area or yep. something. And I'll just close out my app, totally close it out on my phone, reopen it, and it works. Well, on my TV, I did. And, I mean, I, I logged out and tried to log back in. I, I've had that happen a couple of different times. I don't know what the deal is. And you can always mirror off the phone, but I don't have to do that. So No, you shouldn't have yeah. to. You, you're paying for it. Yeah, no doubt. It's weird. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gary. Sorry about that. I'm not even stealing it like some other guys I know. Uh, if you want to join us, 661-1037. We've got to hit a break, but we'll take a couple calls if you guys want to get in. Maybe we get some people with some answers on uh, what the world's going on with the uh, SEC stuff. Because that, that is so frustrating. And I'm like, put yeah. the game on the TV. I don't want to have to argue with you or fight with you. I'm paying for this. i, I got a beef with them. Why do I have to search through, like, 40 games before mm-hmm. I finally get to the SEC games? Why wouldn't you have, like... SEC games near the top, or at least top twenty-five teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through all these schools, and we're like, I mean, I'm going through some Hofstra, softball and some Albany. Ba- small school baseball yeah. before I finally get to the SEC teams. I'm like, hello, doesn't it mean more? You Can't can, we put that right there at the top? You can search on, uh, you can search for Razorback. That's what I normally do, or R A Z, and then it'll usually pull it up. But yeah, it is weird. There are a lot of games though. No, they do I have yeah. a lot of. Opportunities for you to watch. Does Rick want to talk to us? So is it like they? Uh, I guess he doesn't. They're trying to uh, entice you to watch something else when you're scrolling through there and going, "Ooh, look at this matchup! I didn't think about that. Let's watch that." I don't think so. No, I don't know if there's any real plan behind it. I'd have to ask somebody that actually loads those stuff, the stuff in there. I don't know. Well, and sometimes like when it's on like the SEC network itself, you know, to me it should be like ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN U, U. ESPN News, SEC Network, ACC Network. No, it's still they. Y- y- even when it's on the SEC Network, you got to do a lot of scrolling just to get to it. 
Boy. First word problems. It is. Irritating. John Smith's Home Center in Benton is in the middle of an inventory reduction sale. So what does that mean for you? Savings. Save on the full line of steel products to help you on the outside of your house. And on the inside, save on washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators from Maytag, GE, Samsung, and Frigidaire. Is the inventory reduction sale going on now at Johnston's Home Center in Benton? Remember, if Johnston's doesn't have it, you probably don't need it. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Few traditions are as all-American as buying Girl Scout cookies. The Scouts learn entrepreneurship, and the organization receives much-needed funds. But this year, the runaway popularity of Flavor Raspberry Rally has taught the girls another lesson. Price gouging. While these cookies quickly sold out... Their price on the secondary market increased up to 500%. Opportunism and greed have caused some to disregard the mission of the Girl Scouts to make a buck. But not for the girls. Come on, guys. Do better. Double B's always offers quality food for fair prices. You won't be price gouged or taken advantage of. In fact, Double B's offers many specials each month. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lone Oak today. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, Improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAquery7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Don't need help tomorrow. It's 11.53, wrapping up our second hour today. If you want to join us, you can, 661-1037. We're also at uh, the Astro Record Live Fan Feedback. Through our Listen Live button at First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, same number, 661-1037. LC's got some streaming information for us, I think, or so he says. What's up, LC? Hey, guys. Um, I'm no genius on this, and I refer to my wife when I start seeing this kind of crap. And uh, she does something called a hard reset with the remote. Pushes down on the power button and it does something to the computer on the television. And I'm getting that same screen that that gentleman was talking about. But then whatever she does, hard reset, it works. I don't know. It pops back on and gives the the telecast availability to, hmm. to us. So yeah, it's wacky. Hard reset. Um, I'll work on think, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's some with the computer deal inside your television. On the, do you think there was a jockey error at all? I'm a Big time secret old fan. Do you think something he could have done something else there? I know Claire here needed to race and she was really running there at the end, but do you think that jockey could have done a little more on secret old there or that's just great effort for Claire here? That's all I got. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when when the jockey took off or told Secret Oath to take off, I thought it was maybe a little early. 
But that horse is so good, you know, I thought. And then the lead was so much. I was like, well, she's going to hold on. And like I said, I was questioning the final. I'm like, well, she did win this race. And hey, here comes Claire Air, man. It was, if you haven't seen that race, I go back and watch it. It's worth watching. I've watched it a couple times, so. Pete. I don't know. Second guess the jockey. I'm, that's not me. I've never ridden a horse like that. Pete, what's up? Yes, sir. Hey, I wanted to give just a big, huge game ball and thank you out to the students at CAC. Uh, my daughter is participating in the Special Olympics, and they had a track meet out there last weekend or last week. And the, all of the students were out there, and they made the kids feel like superstars. They were super involved, and it was just uh, heartwarming. Brought me to tears just to see all these kids out there championing on uh, kids like my daughter. And I uh, just wanted that to be known publicly that this, that um, I'm a I'm a public school supporter. But what those kids did for my daughter that day is, um, is beyond thank you. Awesome, yeah. thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, eleven fifty six. Couple stories here. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to guess on this one. An Australian man has beaten the world record for the most push-ups in an hour. He said now he's going to try to break at least one record every year from now on. Hmm. His name is Lucas Helmke. He's 33. He's from Brisbane. He averaged, I'm not going to tell you, uh, he broke the previous record of a fellow Australian. He trained for more than two years to break the record. Now, they are very specific about the legality. Like, he had a, he had like 12 or 15 or something mm-hmm. disqualified because mm-hmm. they weren't perfer- perfectly done form-wise. Would you guys like to guess the number of push-ups he did in one hour to set the new world mark? 1,400. 1,400, okay. I'm going to go with 50 push-ups per minute, 60 minutes, 3,000. 3,206 push-ups. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I mean, do you think you could do 3,000 push-ups in a day? No. Me No. No, I don't either. I will. It's it's insane. It's insane. It's nuts. It's crazy. I can't... it's nuts. I mean, it's insane. 3,000 push-ups in an hour. Well, was it the old story Herschel Walker would do 500 push-ups, 500 setups right before bed? I always thought he did them in the commercial breaks when he was watching TV. Maybe. Yeah, I think I've heard that. Um, also, this one's not nearly as impressive to me, but I'm just like, this is one of those things I'm like, why? 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 Spanish extreme athlete emerged from a cave in Grenada after spending 500 days at 230 feet underground. Beatriz Flamini, 50 entered the cave November 21st with an aim to learn about the effects of solitude and deprivation on the human mind and body. She was monitored from afar, and she lost count after about two months and thought only 160 to 170 days had elapsed when she reached the 500-day mark. She said she passed the time during her stay by reading, writing, drawing, exercising, and knitting. What was the point of sitting in a cave? I don't know. Why didn't you just go to that resort thing that Aaron Rodgers went to in Oregon? Why don't you just sit in your room? Yeah. Anyway, she said she read 60 books in the 500 days. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Hmm. Not as impressive as 3,206 push-ups, but still. I don't know why you'd want to do it. Not my idea of fun. Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%.